Hey, good morning world. And thank you all for tuning in to You Are Your Own Motivation. So I just wanted to give you all a few quick updates on my channel. So for starters, if you did not notice, I did change the name from That Monday Motivation to You Are Your Own Motivation because at the end of the day, we are our own motivation, right? Yes. Secondly, uh, so for my listeners that do listen and come here to expand your vocabulary on a daily basis. Instead of creating a segment daily, I'm actually going to create weekly segments and we will learn seven new words. Yes, seven. And then along with learning those seven new words, I'll also incorporate um, just some grammar techniques, uh, just things as far as uh, knowing the difference between certain words and when and when not to use certain words. So be sure to tune in here every single Sunday to learn seven new words. As far as my motivation listeners, I will always have fresh motivational content available for you each and every Monday. Motivation, inspiration is key. So be sure to tune in here every Monday if you would like to hear any motivational content. And last but not least, if you are someone that enjoys hearing and listening to random conversations. And I'm speaking on those random conversations that we all may think about, but may not talk about. Be sure to check out my other segment, Vibin' with Moquette. And that is available on all listening platforms. And again, that is Vibin' with Moquette, M-O-C-H-E-T-T-E. But in the meantime, everyone, be sure to enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk with you all later. The content in today's segment is brought to you by Award Genius. Be sure to check out this segment on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public or a cast. Good morning, world, and thank you for tuning in to You Are Your Own Motivation. I am your host, Moquette, and today we are going to talk about common grammar mistakes. So we'll start off with three words, and they're the common mistakes in a words because some words are so frequently misused they even trip up native English writers. Phrases that include the article or the letter A are especially tricky since they can often be written as one word or two. Sometimes the incorrect word doesn't exist but other times a misplaced space can change a word's meaning. We'll go over three commonly misspelled words and help you select the correct version when you're writing. So we'll start off with an easy one. A lot versus a lot. The phrase a lot, which is two words, means a large amount. There are a lot of children in the family. A lot, which is one word, is not a word. And that is A-L-O-T but it's a common misspelling of a lot, which should always be written as two words. The words lots or many can also be used in its place. The word a lot, which is A-L-L-O-T, however, has an entirely different meaning. It's a verb that means to apportion a share or task. Each child will be allotted one cookie before bedtime. It's related to the noun allotment, which means the amount of something allocated to a particular person. So always keep in mind 
as far as a lot. A lot is two words, a and then lot. A lot just as one word is not a word unless you spell it A-L-L-O-T, which has a totally different meaning. So always remember, a lot is two words. Now let's go ahead and keep it moving. So next we have a part versus a part. Now these two terms are both correct, but have slightly different meanings. A part, which is two words, means an individual piece of something. However, a part, which is one word, is an adverb to describe things that have been separated. If you can replace the term with one part, then a part is the one you want, which is two different words. So let's hear some examples of the word a part, which is two different words. The actor was given a part in the play. Maria ordered a part for her car. Talking to customers is a part of my job. In more casual communication, the letter A can be dropped. For example, talking to customers is part of my job. Now remember the first example, talking to customers is a part of my job. So you're actually able to drop that A. Talking to customers is part of my job. Now we use a part, which is one word, when talking about things separated by time, distance, or space, either literally or figuratively. So let's hear some examples of a part, which is just one word. America and Australia are very far apart. The books were published several years apart. His wife didn't like being apart. Apart can also be used in the phrase apart from. In this case, it's a synonym for besides or except for. I love all fruit apart from bananas. So we have apart versus apart. Now remember apart, which is two words, means an individual piece of something. And the word apart, which is just one word is what we use to describe things that have been separated. All right, let's go ahead and listen to our next set of words. So we have a while versus a while. A while, which is two words, is a noun phrase that means a period of time. A while is an adverb that means for a short time. The differences are subtle, but these words aren't interchangeable and should be used in unique circumstances. Since while is a noun with the letter A attached, we're dealing with a noun phrase in which the word while implies an unspecified amount of time. Let's hear some examples of a while, which is the two different words. It's been a while since we visited the park. I studied geography for a while. Minnie sat with her grandmother for a while. So you may begin to question yourself, how do you know if a while belongs in a sentence? So you replace the noun phrase with a specific period of time, and then you see if the sentence still makes sense. So for example, it's been a week since we visited the park. Now, remember initially it was, it's been a while since we visited the park, but we are going to replace it with a timing, which is it's been a week 
since we visited the park. So we removed the space and we used a while as an adverb to modify the verb. That was a very first example. So let's go ahead and hear some examples of a while, which is just the one word. I read a while after dinner. Bill said he could visit a while. The children played a while. Check your word choices by replacing the word a while with another adverb, such as softly, briefly, or even patiently. If the meaning is clear, your adverbial usage is correct. So for example, I read briefly after dinner. Now remember the first example, I read a while after dinner. We're talking about the type of reading, not the length of time. I hope that does make sense. So let's keep in mind, we have a while versus a while. A while, which is two words, and that describes a period of time. And then you have a while, which is the one word that means for a short time. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you all did learn something new and did enjoy this segment. Be sure to add these three different common grammar mistakes to your word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the three different common grammar mistakes you learned today. Be sure to tune back in here next week to hear another set of common grammar. Okay, so when you make plans with a friend, what do you say? You and I or me and you? It's more complicated than just picking one based on preference. The rule for when you say you and I or me and you has to do with pronouns and how they work with other parts of speech. So which phrase can you use and when? We will start off with subjective versus objective pronouns. Subjective and objective pronouns are what really determine which phrase to use. Subjective pronouns refer to the subject of the sentence or what the sentence is about. Objective pronouns tell us who is doing or receiving an action. So subjective pronouns would be I, you, he, she, it, we, you, and they. And then objective pronouns would be me, you, her, him, it, us, you, and them. Subjective and objective pronouns are used with different parts of speech. For example, an objective pronoun like me would follow a preposition like with or between. But with a verb, you would want to use a subjective pronoun like I. So if you're not sure on the specifics of parts of speech or how to distinguish between a subjective and objective pronoun, that's okay. That's not a problem. You probably still know where words belong in a sentence, even if you're not sure what they're called. So the easiest way to remember the difference is to consider the sentence without the word you. So for example, my mom ordered pizza for you and I to share during our study session. Or 
my mom ordered pizza for me and you to share during our study session. You see how if you take out the you, you see what sounds best to your ears. So we'll take out the you. My mom ordered pizza for I to share during our study session. Nah, that's not it. The correct usage would be, my mom ordered pizza for me to share during our study session. In this case, you want to use me, the objective pronoun, because me is the recipient of the pizza. I am the one that's getting the pizza, right? So if you're the one that's getting the pizza, then you would talk about yourself and then you would have to add a verb to be able to explain who else the pizza is for, if that makes sense. Let's hear another example. So we're gonna turn this around so that we're using I as our subjective pronoun. You and I can order pizza to share during our study session. This is correct because you would say I ordered pizza and not me ordered pizza. You and I is the subject of the sentence. So you're using I, which is the subjective pronoun. So after you would do that, then you would look at the sentence in general and you would say, okay, what else is in your sentence? If you're using a preposition such as between or with, you're going to say between you and me. This is because the preposition needs to be followed by an objective pronoun, me, him, her, and us, rather than a subjective pronoun, I, he, she, and we. So you would test this by switching the pronouns. So if you say between we, it's clear that you're using the wrong pronoun because you wouldn't say between we, you would say between me and you or between us. So this error with propositions occurs because people know Sally and I went to the mall is preferable over Sally and me went to the mall. Just because you want to replace and me with and I, in most cases, this doesn't apply to after prepositions. There's no universally correct version for this phrase. I mean, there are plenty of situations where you and me is the right choice. So if you tend to correct others' grammar, keep that in mind. Just don't forget to be polite about it. You know, some people don't like being corrected and then, and then you have others that actually do enjoy learning, you know, off of their common grammar mistakes. So it kind of depends on what your conversation is about. It kind of depends on your subject, your verbs. And then it really, to be honest, it comes down to either your subjective pronouns or your objective pronouns. So keep in mind, subjective pronouns, I, you, he, she, it, we, you, they, and objective pronouns, me, you, her, him, it, us, you, them. It all depends on what's before that word and what's after that word. So sometimes when you are, um, let's say you're writing an essay or you're writing uh, some type of thesis that you would, sometimes it's easier if you say the things out loud, you know, so that you're like, okay, well, maybe that doesn't sound right. Because there are plenty of times that I have written things on paper and they seem like they were correct, but then reading that paper out loud it didn't make sense. So it all depends on all the words before and after your subjective and objective 
pronouns. But be sure to add these common grammar mistakes of you and I or me and you to your vocabulary word bank. And as always, try to spread a little knowledge and let the next know about the new common grammar mistakes you learned today. Join me back here next Sunday for a new session. Everyone have a great week. Thank you.